If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are and where we come from. So who are you and where do you come from? So I'm Dwayne Edgar and I'm from Hemiata Street Flats. I'm Carl Taff and I'm from Greek Street Flats. And you are both from where? In a sea running club. <laughs> so, Hi John, this is Edward. <laughs> <laughs> and Don't start. So tell me first of all, um, were you friends growing up or as kids or how did the relationship between the two of you come about? Honestly? Yeah. I'll tell them, Carl. Uh, the first time I probably met Carl, he gave me a head <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. We won't get into it. I know. Come here. Listen, me and Carl's being friends since we were young, playing football and stuff. And then, um, obviously, through school, Carl, Carl was obviously a year ahead of us. And then eventually, did we junior search, skip fourth year, went the fifth year. And that's when the crack happened, Carl, wasn't it? Yeah, that's when... She hit the van, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Two class clowns. And come here, tell me this, um, before that, before we get into that, right? So tell me what it was like growing up. So both from inner city, what was it like for you growing up? Who did you grow up with and so on? Yeah, so living in the flats is unbelievable. Um, man and dad were fantastic. I wanted for nothing in regards to love and attention and food. Or anything I ever wanted it was always there. Um, so it can never fault my upbringing um, I'd like to class myself as a gentleman and I'd like to say I got that from my man and dad from the manners that were put on me and the guidance that they gave me throughout my life to be honest same as the Wayne I, I grew up in the flats and I'd stay there for the rest of my days would you? yeah I, I love the flats I think if I was to move from the flats I'd struggle you know what I mean? And it's not, it's not that there's any difference between flats and houses or whatever like that. I just, I just love the community. We're in the flats. We're in the inner city. We're right in the inner city. I don't think you can get more central. We're just two minutes from town. And just a hustle and bustle of it. If I was to move 10 minutes away, it'd be like the country to me. See, it'd be hard because you're living in flats. You come out of your flats. You're literally at the pictures. You're at pennies. Any food you want, it's literally well, two, three minute walk away. Yeah. Then it's the crack. Then it's all the L ones. Then it's everyone being together. And like, growing up, in the, you never didn't have a friend mm. until people start headbutting you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's, that's the joys, man. And I always say, personally, unfortunately, the way, the way things are in the world, eventually when you do go and buy a house, God knows where you're going to end up. Mm. So your question, I'd love my kids to have my upbringing that I got in the flat streetwise. You can't beat that. You cannot teach it. You go to any college or get any PhD or any certification, you cannot be taught streetwise. It's literally just 
as you said, you get it from being in the flats and it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's like a language in a way because it makes you very witty. It makes you very, very aware of what's going on around you. If, even if you're away and you're in a, in a place where you're not supposed to be, you straight away say, right, I'm the only comfort zone here. Mm. Or if you're talking to people, you can... Another thing of it is you can go from one level to two to three to four to five. So your personality from being from the flats can open up to so many opportunities, I believe. It's mad because we drove, so my mum is from a civil place and she, we drove down um, Portland Road there recently and she said, I'd love one of those houses. Like my mum's got 70 next year and she'd still love to go back to town. Yeah. She'd just love to There's go back into something it. something special about it. Yeah. And I don't we're just lucky to have it. You know what I mean? You can be brought up anywhere and we just happen to be from town and as I said, I wouldn't change it for the world and like that, people from outside of town probably wouldn't change their upbringing, you know, but I'm happy where I am and without, without growing up in town, we probably, we wouldn't have what we have, you know what I mean? And being together myself and the wine, setting up the running club and all that, that's, it's great. But as you were saying there about growing up the fl- in the flats, do you, like, because when my parents moved out to Kulak, they are, like, every single person nearly, except for one or two, in my court. So I live in a court, right. and basically it's five houses, a big kind of courtyard, and then five houses. But I'd say out of the ten houses, eight of them were from the DNRC. Yeah. So I've been blessed to have kind of like the word, upbringing. upbringing that you had. It was brought, because my ma brought what she learned in in our city and in town to where she lives. And then it the flip side, but you go to Betty's town where we used to live and I knew no one. And, you know, there was Germans, there was Filipinos, there was loads of different community out there. But just bringing it back to the fact that I do think that even though you're from the inner city, you, if you eventually go on to have kids, you will install, instill that in them as oh, well. Yeah, 100%. You'll carry on what we've learned from our ma's and dad's and it'll always be passed on through generation. And to be honest, I think it's important that you pass it on. You know what I mean? Never be, never be ashamed from where you're from or anything like that. Because that's, that's who you are. And that's the reason why you are. Because wherever you're from, it molds you. Mm. And that's, that's the way I look at it, that you, you carry that on. And do you think people are ashamed to be from the inner city? Honestly? Yeah. Some people, yes. Some people, no. I'm going to explain why job interviews could be one deferred to say oh, I'm from blah blah give an example me and him do you ever see Step Brothers and your man comes behind you that fella in the tuxedo yeah that was me and him about three years job interviews after job interviews after job interviews I'll never go with a job interview we <laughs> <laughs> went out to lunch one day I'm not messing with you yeah now we can talk I've heard three hours but wasn't three him. hours in a job interview true as God I sat in a coffee shop it was in, where, where was it Ballycullen yeah Industrial estate or something like that. I'm sitting in a coffee shop. It's only a small one. I think it's the only one in the place. I'm sitting there. I said, right, have a coffee and some tea. Then I'm fi- finished. Sitting there twiddling my thumbs. And then next of all, lunchtime comes. And the fuck is he? I said, ah, yeah, I felt like a prick. I had to get another coffee. I think yeah. we went through three or four coffees by the time he came out. And I got the bill. No, what <laughs> happened was your man wouldn't stop talking to me. And um, I love a chat. I, I always did, but... I was like, just fucking let me go. He offered me the job there and then. It was a new company. It was a sales That's job. I'm like, did you get the job? I did, but I didn't go back because he wouldn't shut up. <laughs> but I go back to, anyways, the, the, the time at the NSC and then people, we got the job interview. People are afraid, afraid to say where they're from, put on their application. And one thing I always said in an interview was, they said to me, what's the best thing about, say, Dwayne? And I said, personality. 
And they'd look at me to say, what the fuck is this fella? But it's the truth because, as I says, I love a chat. I'm very open. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I can literally talk to anybody about anything because, as I says, my personality, which I think is my greatest attribute, you can mix with anybody. If it's someone that's gay, if it's someone that's down the dumps, if it's someone that's fully hype, or if it's someone that's really nice and mellow. And that's another good bonus that we have in the club as well, where I have such a strong personality where I'm hype or I'm outgoing. Carl is more subtle and Carl's more relaxed. So the members, in a way, don't realise they're getting someone that's fucking head case in a sense <laughs> but Carl is nice and mellow so when the people that come to the club that hasn't got strong personalities who did he show you there? Carl so it was a great balance in between that Right so tell me about the club tell me what happened why did you set it up and where and when So the, the running the running club came from COVID um, and people obviously say COVID associates with negativity I'm fucking delighted COVID happened because we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation about the club so we got laid off work in March and we were we actually Carl actually signed over 100 press ups a day and he said do you want to do it now I couldn't do a press up yeah what so it, was, it was Laura Lynn the Laura Lynn Foundation yeah. so we started training like lunatics we were in a whatsapp we were putting food in we were driving each other a couple of us and then we started doing sea dips we started cycling we were running before we know we were getting literally crazy fitness levels and we were saying there's nothing in town blah blah don't blah 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 tell me there's nothing in town so we were saying we were saying there's nothing in town such as running clubs or there's no there's no there was no community aspect of running cycling or swimming okay so we were having we, we were always saying we had a coffee club me and Carl when we were laid off work doing the job we, we just go over a coffee and we call it the coffee club two three coffees a day yeah and we were always sometimes speaking, four it's got caught in an interview you know we get a labour and <laughs> I'm telling you true as God we're labour to go on coffees because we'd nothing else all we had was each other and that's as true as God all we had is each other every day meeting up for coffees and before we knew it we go to post office on Tuesday we collect that labour and this is true and we'd spend our money from Tuesday say to Saturday and then we'd be like bollocks we're broke you know but going back to we always say in, the, in them little coffee clubs we'd love to have our own little thing so as I says we are training training I said Fuck I'm going to put a video out so made a video I put the video on Instagram I got 20,000 views what did you say in the video so I spoke about the reasons of the club how we're going to go about it and then we gave a start date um, so take it back just for a second who's sitting yes I'm sitting and having a coffee and who says why don't we do this it was. It wasn't actually even about just the run club. We always says we'd love to have something together, like, something, something of our own. We've always been part of football teams and sports clubs or whatever. But it's always nice to have your own thing to do your own twist on things or whatever. And with the running thing, as Dwayne said, with the with the community aspect, it wasn't like we were looking for the best runners in the inner CEO from outside. We just wanted bring bring people together during them times where there was nothing. People were walking from home and he'd finish walk, sit in the house because there's nothing to do. And was that born out of you being sitting at home? And I know you've had each other, but thinking, Jesus, if I didn't have Carl or if I didn't have Dwayne, yeah. I'd be on my own sitting in the house. Like, being lost, yeah, yeah, 100%. And another aspect of it was, I don't want to get into it, but it was the COVID thing of people saying, scared shitless. I personally didn't give a bollocks. And, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't give a bollocks. Now, Carl took a different kind of approach. He kind of stayed at home. His, his man's a little bit older than my man. And that was his approach. My approach, I didn't give a bollocks. The best fighting chance I gave myself was being strong and fit. So, as he says, over those couple of months that we are training the whole lot, we just said, there's fuck all to do. The summer was nearly coming to an end. We put the video out. And as I said, 20,000 views the video's got. 
And then we were like, whoa. And when I say, whoa, because so many people saying, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. So we calculated up to, we had about 150 yeses on under the under the, under the video. 36 showed up for a four step or more. And take it back again. So you decide six o'clock, half six. Where was your first meeting point? So Tolo grounds. Okay. And so that was that what half was a half ten of a Saturday morning call. Probably probably half nine or something. It was it was between nine and eleven, some somewhere in between there. So what was the Friday night like for the two years? Don't know. We, we, like, we, we didn't know what to expect. Shitting because we, we always say could have been expecting. We we didn't know what to expect. You know, as as Dwayne said, the, there was a hundred comments underneath the, the video saying, oh, I'll be there, I'll be there, and then tagging friends and family and whatever. And then we were on the phone saying, I wonder how many turn up. And we would have been happy if five people turned up, ten people. The goal we had behind it was, it wasn't about, I always had a feeling to get this big because there was nothing in town. And when you get people from town together and you're having the crack, there's, there's no beating it. I always knew I'd get this big. I didn't think it'd grow this big, this big in a year. But our goal behind it was we were out running together three times a week. So we said, because they're bringing people out with us, it'd be great. So we said, we get it wasn't, a team. E- it wasn't even that. I remember, like, you, we'd be out running and you'd have people even DMing us on Instagram saying, oh, go out with this during the week or whatever. They're not walking. And that's that's kind of where the, yeah. where the whole thing came from as well with the club saying, right, let's start the club and these people show up and then more people show up, you know. So 36 people arrive in the polo grounds in Phoenix Park. And what are you thinking? What got me was, and this was the, this was the, this was the drug of the whole thing. 36 different people, 36 different fitness levels. And the reason why we're good at what we do is because we adapted very quickly and we organized people into our small little groups and um, of the fitness levels. And that was, that was one of the biggest things that we done you look at the club of the last year and we'll speak about the achievements and stuff, but that was the biggest, that was the fourth biggest step in the right direction was literally adapting to what we had. Cause it's a fourth time doing stuff like that. And um, a bit with large numbers, not now fitness levels wise. And we seen people say right now, they're not going to be able to run. They're going to be able to run. And it was crazy. Some people never run ran before they came to the club that day and they done a K and instantly they were hooked. And that's, that's the drug. You know what I mean? It, you're chasing it then. You're saying, right, let's get to 2K, let's get to 3K. And then there's a thing called runner's high. When you're, when you're training and you're running, your endorphins are released and the feel good thing. And you're saying, that felt great. Let's go again. Let's see, can I get to 2K? And that's the way we started up. We started up 5 and 10K programs. People couldn't run the length of themselves. You're saying, right, strip it back. Let's run 10 seconds, 20 second break. So on, so forth week in, week out. And now those people running marathons, half marathons, 10Ks that showed up on that first day. It was and funny. Even Carl, when he says that about 10 seconds, I think people, when they talk, when they came to the club, oh, we have to run 5K without stopping. It's completely the wrong way. Mm. And this is social media. And I'm one of these kind of guys that looks at social media and says, social media sometimes is used in the wrong perspective. And people obviously look to people on social media. And we're constantly saying, stay in your own lane, stay in your own, in your own vision. Put your tunnel vision on, focus on you. And then people start coming to the club, they start realizing this is actually not as hard as what we thought it was going to be. And then they're having the buzz, they're talking to Mary about EastEnders or whatever they're talking about. And they've now and they're like, oh, my 3K. And they're like, this is fucking brilliant. And as Carl says, it just literally kicks on and it's an addiction. And 
it's one of those things, even for us running our whatever we do, how far can you actually push yourself? That's that's like in your own mind, how far could I actually go physically go if I applied myself in the correct way? And before you know it, then you have people eating healthy, small little lifestyle changes. For example, is you have people that's living the top agony in the flats, they're walking up and down the stairs every day, they're out of breath. Come and join the running club. Top balcony for life, isn't it? Top balcony, <laughs> the top balcony. But you can see small improvements. They're losing weight. They actually look better. The skin looks great. In themselves, they're going around. They're bubbly. They're more outgoing. And that in itself, for us looking at that, that's that's the win. Seeing people happy is the win. So tell me about some of your members. Like, so the tur- on, not initially just the 36, but overall, because when it comes to something like a running club and there is a running club around in Santry around the corner and just that initial, will I join because are they going to be all fitness freaks? Yeah. Like what, what kind of walks of life have you, do you have? I always say that the hardest thing is turning up. Never mind the running. The hardest thing is turning up now that there's going to be a group of people there that you might know. I guarantee you, there's always one person, you know, or is a friend of a friend. And the people that we have, the salt of the earth, they won't let you feel alone. Me, Dwayne, we can only be at uh, two places at uh, one time or whatever. But if someone, someone sees someone struggling, they'll help them. They'll fall behind. They'll be saying, right, we don't need to run fast. I can go at their pace. I'll help them. They're at where I started. And that's that's where the, the community comes into it. Like, it's it's great to see because me and Dwayne don't even have to tell them to do that. We we don't tell them to do it. They just do it. And that's how the club progresses. Like there's so many different backgrounds in our club. There's people from Mauritius, Donegal, Kildare, England, like Brazil. But even even Carl touching upon that and people from different different nationalities, you have people that has autism, people that have special needs, you you have people that that are literally overweight and can't run. And as I said, it's one of those things where, and we don't class ourselves as running coaches. We never put down that we're running coaches and we'll get you. We never expect anyone to do anything that we can't do. First and foremost, we never ever expect that. And when we get people to the club that has, if they have special needs, if there's, if there's some hint of autism, if there's some hint of anything that they're suffering in their life, that's how good... And I always say we are what we do is because we can adapt in that situation. And I go back to the personality thing where you know certain people, you know how to behave with certain people. And as I says, if there's someone out going and bubbling in the club, yes, they're going to show it to me first of all. But if there's someone that's real subtle and real quiet and it's not real outgoing, they go with the car. And then before they know it then, when they start to build a confidence or, 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 or then if they're not really in the humour of being loud one day, voice of first and they'll swap in between and that can reflect on the club in so many different ways because we all we've all been there we play football if you're fighting with your man you go up to football training years ago and then I say what's wrong with you ah nothing what's wrong fuck off nothing is wrong with me but deep down they know so now we know who our members are our, our, our proper core group of members so we know if someone comes up to the club and they're having a bad day you can pick up on a straight It's a little away. arm around them. Okay. What's wrong with you? And before you know it, they open up like a can of worms. They're talking to you. And by the end of the night, they're going home. They're like, thanks for that chat. And a smile on their face. And and that's another thing, of another benefit of the club for us. And people like say, why do you put so much time into the club? Well, hooked. Honestly, wear me heart on my sleeve. It's the best drug i ever done. I set up that running club with him. And I'm telling you now, the reason being is because the enjoyment we get over, seeing people smiling, seeing people doing 5K, 10K, pushing themselves right up to marathon. There's no better feeling than 
seeing someone work so hard and getting the rewards. It's an amazing experience. That's the thing with training or running around like that. You have to put, you have to put it into it. You know what I mean? You can't, you don't just expect to run a marathon. You run many K before you hit 42 K. You'll probably, to run 10 K, you'll probably run, I don't know, probably a hundred K and you're training up to it. You know what I mean? Just. We're not talking about this morning, aren't we? What? So, Marie and Tasha um, are a backbone of the club, which is my, my so Marie is my girlfriend and Tasha be Carl's girlfriend. Yeah. And they're the backbone of the club. The club ain't always rosy. It ain't always it ain't always great. This is it's after being like people say, geez, the lads are fine. Trust me, it's fucking took it's took arguments between me and him. It's took arguments between our relationships. It's probably there's been no arguments between me and Dwayne before that. Yeah, and it's just little things saying, What are we doing? Dwayne be saying, I'll do this and saying, I oh, know. Let's meet in the middle or whatever, and you you will bump heads or whatever, but it's all for the good of the club. You know what I mean? We are talking today about the marathon. So we're going through the round marathon in four weeks. We're taking out of those 36 members that we brought on the fourth day, so that came on the fourth day, 14 of them said to do the fourth marathon. So that's a year. The club was set up last year, August last year, so now we're a year on. So those guys have been working over the last year. And to build themselves up, that taking the courage to book their own marathon. And we're only speaking about it today at breakfast. It's actually Carl's girlfriend's birthday today. So we are. T- oh God! Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> so we are winding her up. We are winding her up, and you are saying about we're doing we're doing a twenty eight k run tomorrow, which will be the second longest distance of our training before we head across the Rome. We're just saying the amount of sacrifices. We like a gargle. We like the party. We like to have a bit of food out, bad food in the whole lot. We like to enjoy lives. But for a certain period of time, you have to sacrifice these things if you want to achieve, like anything in life. If it's saving for the house or if it's a, if you're looking to drop weight or if you're looking to get, buy a car, you, there has to be sacrifices along the way. And we were saying the amount of K this team for Rome training has accomplished. K, K is in kilometers. Mm-hmm. It's a short, in a short period of time. Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> but no, we were talking about it in, in, in today and saying, like, I think we've ran, what, about 80, no, about 95k since the start of the month, the, the guys have yeah, ran. And probably, were, yeah, easily. 24 September. Now that'd be added up to 100 and 100 now tomorrow when they do their run. And that's what we're, I know we're going off topic a small little bit, but that's exactly what we're saying. It, it, things don't happen overnight. This club didn't happen overnight. And we'll speak about it in a, in a couple of seconds. We've ran so many events in the club, right? So people people look at the club and the, from the outside and say, fucking hell, that's some setup. Yes, it is a fantastic setup, but it didn't happen overnight. We, what's in the club at the moment, we have put back in. So obviously we run events in the whole long. So it's taken us 10 events to build the club up to exactly where it is today. If it's uh, banners, if it's science, if it's a start and finish line, if it's working off the people such as um, for the t-shirts and medals, all that kind of stuff, that that takes time. Um, that takes time to build up, build up your contacts and stuff. So people obviously look now and they come, come, come across our video of the club and say, that's some setup. It didn't happen overnight. And it's the same with the training for the marathon or training for anything. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to work hard to get where you want. And I think at the moment, the club is getting so much for yourself. Even having us out here is fantastic. And the club is getting so much of a, of a, of a pump now and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon of the club. It's great, but it didn't happen overnight. Did anyone ever try and pull us down? 
I only spoke to Carl about we this. Were, yeah. Um, it's coming. Well, Trust me. I'll be we, honest with you. We expect it. It, mm-hmm. it will come. You know, when you when you get, when you do get a big name or whatever like that, and I'm not saying we're, we're a big name, but when the club grows, you you will get people saying, oh, this and that, you know what I mean? But we know we're doing well. We're doing the good for the community. But that's that's all we want out of it. And please don't, don't think of being negative. It's like anything in life. People will build you up and people will, ah, the train, the whole train. Yeah, yeah, love it. And as one, as, as from town, and this is, this is very honest, from town, community is fantastic. But there's a minority of people that are backbite the bollocks out of you, right? That's big grudges. A hundred percent. And as I says to Carl, it's only, we do everything by the book, right? And we, we, that was the first thing we wanted to do with the club, do everything by the book was get affiliated with Athletics Ireland, get a membership covered, do all the things that we didn't even know how to do. And we'd done all that. And it, it was to core ourselves along along, along a journey. So if that does happen, if someone falls on a run and stuff, it was it was boxing clever. And I don't want to even speak too much on about it. But with every rise, there's going to be a fall. Mm. And we've said so far, every event we've ran so far has been perfect. And that's not talking... Saying, oh, we're the best in the business. But eventually, something's going to go wrong. And I can't wait. Why? Because you learn. You, le- you learn how to deal with that situation. Remember, we, we get great numbers up to it. Every training session. I know you remember. I don't know what, what happened this week. We turned up to the Grange Garmin. And I was pissing out one morning. Saturday morning, was it? Yeah. It was, it was yeah. Saturday morning. And I think four people turned up. Yeah. I was injured at the time. And the Wayne was going out running with the group and saying, oh, what the fuck? And the bollocks, they did, they us. Because we, we were used to getting 30 people up, 40 people more. And we were like, fuck. Why is only four people throwing up? But I don't know whether something happened that week. COVID. In, with COVID, there was, a, there was a high number of cases. Maybe something like that. And we were like, what the fuck? And then we, I, know, I knew the Wayne was down about it. Saying, this is only a little... Whatever it is, it's only a little slip. And within the week, then we were back, back to normal numbers. But it did, the heroes, and we were like, oh, fucking hell, is, we had to do something wrong here. Or this, I don't know. You know like what I mean? for, for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you've, you've 25 plus, some nights 70, some nights whatever. And then we turned out there was four, and we're like, this is a wind up. We're going back in the messages of the WhatsApp group, do they go through? You know, we were questioning. And that was a little, lo- a, li- a little learning, a le- learning curve. Sorry, learning, learning curve of of what what went wrong. But all it was was the fucking weather. And where they're panicking, the tail was going. It's home. not even that. It's probably our expectations as well because we know we can get the numbers. And then when it does drop low, we're like, oh fuck, you know what I mean? And it's nothing against numbers or anything. We don't need to have seventy or eighty people out run. If two turn up, right, okay. But it was just that one time. But like oh, the first it, time it happened, yeah, to you. the first time it happened, it was a bit of a shock. Like, and um, then tell me who has helped you along the way, other than your girlfriends. Give me the names again, sorry. So Maria is mine. Is mine? I'd love to be here. Yeah, you want to get our ring? <laughs> Don't you? And then you can start. say mine. Well, in fairness, now before so we start, I hope, Maria, I hope right? you're listening. This this being recorded, Carl. Carl's with his girlfriend. Many years, Carl. Ten and a half. And there's still no ring on the finger. What's her name? Tasha. Tasha. They have to pull up with a lot. Do you know what I mean? We're always, we're always saying, right, we'll do this, we'll do that. And they're saying, when can we go for a meal or whatever? And we're saying, oh no, we have a run. But now, they're so into this. They're doing the first marathon next month. 
Last day we would have they would have told us to fuck off. We'd be up in the park running with them. They'd be saying, "Ah, oh, fuck off, fuck yeah. off." You know what I mean? But it's brilliant, and they. I think that's that's their drug now as well is is running. They they found something that they enjoy. They go to the gym or whatever, but they enjoy this and they support us with every single thing that we do. And to be honest, we can't thank them enough for it. That's nearly a ring. Who has supported you? So who has, has people? Has anyone come to you and said, "Lads, I want to get behind you"? So the only person that ever put themselves out of the club and unfortunately passed away this week was Andy Flynn. And I'm not joking with you. When I say the only person, he was the only man to step up when nobody else gave a bollocks. Where a year on in, nobody else still gives a bollocks. Me and Carl have ran that club ourselves. Anthony, what he done for us was, we met him one day, and Carl was actually in work. I think I was, I was, still, I was still laid off. Lashing rain, never forget it. Met him up at the Blacker Street Cafe. We had a coffee, and he says, what do you want? Told him. Told him the plans, told him the vision. I'll get behind you. He set us up um, as a non-profit, a non-profit organization, which we are. Um, and then he sorted out a bank account and stuff like that. All that, all that kind of stuff, the stuff that me and Carl didn't know about um, with the CRO, all that kind of stuff he helped us with. And we had many meetings with him and we were only talking about, it. we gave him a headache. We what? go into that, we go into the, down to, and I see him homeless, to, into the office on saying, oh, for fuck's sake, goes, what's he going to say, Carl? You know what I mean? Because you don't know where Dwayne's mind is at. He'll, he'll come up with something. He'll be saying, where the fuck did that come from? Oh. I think the, the thing with that, I'd like to think and relate myself to Anto in a way. If I want something, I'll get it. I'm goal-driven. And if I get something in my mind, I want it done yesterday. And unfortunately, sometimes I have to realise it can't be done that way. And he he was exactly like that. Um, so even as much as time as as much as I gave him a headache, I think he realised what we what we wanted. Now, don't get me wrong. There'll be times where I'll be there and I'll be peppering Anto, and out of nowhere, like stepbrothers, Carl pops behind the head, and then Carl pepper him, and he'll be like, "See, you was two fucking milters, get out!" We <laughs> <laughs> be fucked out. But, but in, in regards to that, he was the only only person that 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 put the foot in the right direction. That had a bit of authority or a bit of a power in the NSCE. And um, now we've massive sponsors. Um, when the, when the club was was starting to grow and develop and, and, and get legs, we sat down with Carl and said, "Carry, what I think should happen now is we should build a team around us, right? So we love running, we love triathlon. So we are trying to get a runner shop on board. Okay, we had a bad experience with one, very bad experience with one. Ditched them." Went to another runner shop, lads, absolutely fantastic, which is Run Logic, that based out of Fish Ambustry. So that was the runner, the running shoes and the whole like that. So then we says, right, Carl, next, which which would be a bike shop for the bikes, for the triathlon. My cousin works in a, a shop called the Bike Institute. Keelan runs it. Absolutely amazing guys, aren't they, Carl? Yeah, they've been brilliant. Um, when we start doing the events and all that, we start doing duathlons. They'd be telling people from the club, anybody down to Joatlon this weekend, bring your bike up, service the bike, and you wouldn't look for a penny. What's a Joatlon? It's, you'd run, cycle, and run. So then the distance can vary. So we, when we first, our first one was, two, two, two point, K, four, no, 2K run, 2K cycle, 2K run. That's what it was. Okay. And then we went on to do another one. But they've, they've accommodated us brilliantly. they say right come up they look after bikes a lot of people have bought bikes off them and all that because they hadn't got bikes but um, yeah it's a great team that we have around us with 
the run logic the bike-ins too it um, was like wasn't it Carl it was like finding it's like finding friends in, in a sense we, we still speak to these people like the local shops Central North King Street Spire North King Street uh, Declan, Declan Donald's Deli we had to find a fuel to keep us going on the Duathlon GRX the boys in GRX gives us discounts on, on, our, on our fuel so the whole idea was for us was cheeky go to these people and get discounts for the club because I'm not going to say here people from town don't have money people from town have an awful lot of fucking money and if they tell you if they tell you no they'll know you and let's be honest about it so the whole idea was not to get things for free because I don't believe in getting everything for free. How, how long in your life can you get things for free? You have to work for no, something. You pay your way. You pay your way and you get you 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 reap the rewards on that. And the boys give us discounts on everything. Literally everything. So we have we have for our members to be engaged. Another incentive for our members was to get them a discount with the runner shop, the free bike services, it was if it was discounts on the fuel. Um so that was the whole idea, was to kind of give back to the members in a sense as well. Like some of the members come up with a pair of like vans on or Converse running. Not That'd be whole, me. Not yet. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and, and Carl would hit the nail on the head and Carl would say, no, no, if you want to stick at the running, invest in yourself, get ready and take away for the next three weeks, buy yourself a pair of runners, it might cost you 150, you'll get a discount off the lads and run logic. But them runners are going to last you five, six months. You know, so that was the whole idea behind building the team around us was to have people we could go to when needs be and to get the discounts down for the members as well. So like building a little community for yeah, yourselves within yeah. the inner city. Exactly. Like when we start, when we start down the events, then we had the local up in, um, oh, what's the name of that? The local up. Bally, Bally. It's a Tugger Valley, Tugger Valley yeah, Business Park. That way. Jamie, Jamie and his team, they'd be catering with Sambos and stuff like that for after the event for people who took I have a question for you. What Sambos are the noise at? Jamie's, Jamie's are Rebecca's. Oh, they're not mine. I didn't make them. There you go, Chase. I didn't make them. You're grand. But yeah, they'd cater for us and they do the Sambos and people coming back after doing it. And, you know, it was that little touch people appreciate you know what I mean? Coming back after doing the hard bit of work, having sambos laid out, drinks laid out, the whole lot. And as the events went on and we learned about the, the events and how to structure the events from the start time to the finish time and accommodating, we try and accommodate everyone. Honestly, we, we can't look after everyone. There's only two of us. So we know somewhere along the line people are going to say, fuck them too because we can't look out everyone and that's just the that's just the way the way it is. So we start... In what sense? What do you mean? Tell me. So, for example is... We can't give everyone our attention. Yeah. But bear in mind, we try our hardest. There's only so much you can do. We do. We we open up to them. Like after after a run or something, you might get three or four people coming up to Dwayne. Three or four people coming up to me. That's that's okay. You give them give them your time, and then we open up our phones for them. You know what I mean? We'll give they they all have our own personal phone number. They contact us through that if they need to talk personally. And um, they have the the running page on Instagram. Everybody, everybody is looked after. Um, well, I, no, no, I know. I, I, yeah, I kind of went off there, but we do, we do try give it to everybody. But it is impossible with the amount of numbers. But we do try our best. But that's what you said at the top of the call that you have your members who then are watching everything. They've taken your lead and seen what you've done and say, well, look, the lads can't get yeah. to yeah. Absolutely. X, Y, and Z. So like, let's help yeah. this person and that we've, person. We've so brought, it's full circle. We've brought yeah. one and a half new coaches on. Right. I say one and a half. Um, we, Darren, Darren was one. 
Darden's personality is absolutely amazing. He's um he's actually a disco dancing teacher. I've heard of him. I don't know him, but I have heard uh, of him. Honestly, I'd say everybody knows. He's unbelievable. He's everywhere. His, his patience, his time, his energy, his drive, his passion. Can't fault him. And then we have Jay, which is more relaxed and subtle and doesn't want to be labelled as a coach. But little does he know, he helps so many people with the with the information he passes down to them. So that's why I say one and a half coaches mm. because Jay is like, don't call me a fucking coach. <laughs> we got Jay a t-shirt with coach on the back of it. I'm not fucking wearing that, you know? And to this day, it's still annoying. Idle. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, just finishing off on, on that point of we can't get to everyone. It's impossible. We have too, we, we have too many people and we're so grateful for, for having the amount of people we have. But the way it is, you're not going to keep everyone happy. And the quicker we r- realise that with ourselves, the easier it was, the easier it was. There's only so much you can do. Because there is, it, it can get in on you. And you can say, Jesus, did I miss someone here tonight? Did I not get... And you'd be saying, oh, Jesus, what's her name? Come up to me and I forgot, I forgot to get back to what you know because I'm talking to the Wayne and stuff like that. And then they'd be, th- I'd be thinking, they're thinking he doesn't care about me. He thinks more of this person than that person. You know what I mean? And... It is, it is, it's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? Mm. And as you said, the full circle with the members, there's always members there happy to help. They might be coaches or anything like that. They're only passing on the information that they have and we're forever grateful for that because we want people helping each other out. There's people that come up total strangers that's best of friends now and they could be only in the club a couple of weeks, a couple of months and they'd be meeting up outside of the club. We set up runs if a Saturday, if we're not running Saturday as a group, we'll put in the WhatsApp group and say, right, do X, Y, and Z. And you'll see them all texting in the group and there'll be a group of four and five out running this way, four and five running that way. You know what I mean? And that's that's yeah. what I enjoy saying. There was, one, there was one thing that really hit home for me. A small bit of a soft, you would say. And there's one thing that hit home for me was we had an English lad come across. He was living on his own. And he actually, he took the car very quickly. He was... Can't start telling me a story. It's like, what? Fuck off. Oh, I don't want to get too much into it because it probably provoked. the fellow was pretty much on his own. And I was like, you could see when he came to the club, he was mixing with everyone. Out of nowhere, he opened up. Boy, God, did he got a person that. He was a real, he's from London, real cocky geezer, kind of, kind of one of them. Mm-hmm. But out of nowhere, he just literally opened up and he was buzzing off everyone and he could see the buzz. And to me, I was like, oh, he's going to have to sit on his own. You know, after the club. And it was really one of those things. People say, you don't know how much you're helping people. But the small... People say, you don't know how much you're helping people. But then you find out the story and you're saying, you want to help them more. Yeah. And you're saying, because it, the cl- it is, it's, it's hard. The club, the club is hard. 100 miles an hour. And be honest, the club is a full-time job on top of what we do our, as our own jobs. And you can take in something because you're, the train is going... A million miles an hour and there's no there's non-stop it just keeps going keeps going keeps going and it's little parts you sit back and you say oh fuck we're here now and it's a little bit that you enjoy and you hear people's stories and you say oh, no way I don't believe you and it hurts a little bit like we got the phone call about Annie Dine the other day hurt literally hurt um, it was uh, when he, he he reached out we, we didn't go looking for anybody or anything and he he took the time out of his own busy schedule. He would have been a busy man. And he texts us and he's saying, right, we'll help you in whatever way we can. And paperwork and all that, we, we wouldn't have been good with all that on how to set up as a 
non-profit organization and this and that and he that's that's what he done so he, he'll always be a massive part of this club and there was one time Carl, wasn't there? me and Carl Bladen had an argument this night it was actually a fourth argument down on his gaff down on his gaff he says right um, he had to go through these forms and um, it had to be recorded in meeting minutes all that kind of stuff so we got out of this house we're half an hour late and we're, we're winding them up there better be fucking pizza down there the whole lot this little show is pretty yeah this, this show. we got down and a half an hour later, we and um, the pizza was there. The, the, the boxers were there, and we go, Is you hungry? Can't you let that eat? <laughs> he opened it, wasn't one bit of slice, kind of didn't touch one thing. And he goes, Do you know, he goes, No, I was waiting on you, and stuff like that. You, you know, know and we talked about it the other night, we're like, was that, It was one of those sinking things, like, Jesus, like the other, the, the English fella, jeez. And that's another thing about me and Carl. We're soft. We've all been through hard times and people keep saying to us about the club. It's not how many people he's helping. Personally, myself and himself are either going through the hardest year of our lives with our own personal stuff. People don't know about that. And they'll, as time as time as time goes by, little things will be will be unrevealed when we're ready to speak about them. But we're going through the hardest years of our lives. And I'm gonna be honest with you, without that club, personally, I don't think I would have been the same person because I focused all of me bad feelings, bad emotions, bad negativity and I, put, I turned them into a plus in towards the club. And there's many times where I probably pissed him off about it. I'm mad for events, do this, get this sorted, get this, get this. But that was me channeling all my bad problems into a positive which, which fed into the club. And I'm not going to sit here on a high horse and say, well, we're out at the club and be... But I think it actually excelled and helped the club because I didn't want my mind to go to where it was and what was going on at home because where I was I, I was I was trying to be a friend and say take time to yourself if you need it I'll do the club I'll whatever and I was just looking after him in that way and then it is things like that you, you don't know how people react some people need to do something to look after themselves some people can sit at home and they can got out of thoughts and get back at it a week or two later but Dwayne just needed to do whatever and people wouldn't have seen what he was going through I knew what he was going through and people wouldn't see that because he's such high energy and this and that and the mind is going 100 miles an hour right let's get this event going let's get that event going and it did it helped him massively without I would have helped Dwayne if I hadn't got the club but at the same time the club probably helped them more than we, we ever could have helped them, to be we, honest. We, we always say, I always say, no matter what, we don't have an awful lot. We don't have a big group of friends. I'm delighted. You only need one. We, there was always three of us growing up. Jay's living in Australia and I hope when he listens back, he'll be smiling. Haven't fucking seen Jay in three years now. Haven't we not kind of two, no, three years? Touching, touching three years. Touching three years. And we December. always, the three of us was the core group the class clowns now bear in mind Jay would be the fucking the cute cunt to get away with it all in school like he got expelled the last day of school <laughs> but we always say you don't need a, you don't need an awful lot of people and I always say about Carl you need one solid friend that's always there for you and I'll never ever take it away that's something money can't buy and I'd like to think 
it's a it's a two it's a two way system. That's why we're so good together, and that's why we're always buzzing, we're always having the crack, and we're always like coming around here. You want to see the two of us messing? You're not that some girl's wrong house. She walked out with a cup of tea and a pajamas. <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca <laughs> she goes no what I was saying right, well, she goes where is going so she pointed us down and then we went down where did we go we went down and we knocked her in another house and we knocked her in another and I I seen all um, the stuff being done in the gaff I goes these are not these are only moving and then he had to end so I knocked and he the Elfland the sun came out the sun was obviously only at the moving in he goes eh. I goes oh no we're doing a podcast and then I think we're rather getting you a follower <laughs> That's our personalities. We like to buzz yeah. off people, and that's how we get on. What two buzzers did? We'll go out, the two of us could go out on our own and have the best time of our lives. We, we don't need a lot, we'll just buzz off each other's energy. We know how to how to walk off each other, and I think that comes back to being who we are, really, really Carl, because. We had everything we ever wanted, but we didn't have, I'm not going to say we didn't have an awful lot. That's one thing about living in the flats. All you need is a is literally a bit of crack. And I can't just come back to that because we put the first video out and I say, I think I said a bit of crack in the video about 20 times. People probably thought I was fucking selling crack. <laughs> but I kept saying, all we wanted to do was have a bit of crack. And that's why Air Club is so good. And we can't thank the members enough the reason why it's so successful is because the members we have in place they are all buzzers there's so many different personalities so many different backgrounds but when they come to one as one if someone was to look at that from the outside and say they definitely say they're, they're definitely from inner city they're, they're definitely if you spoke to people in the little policy they're definitely living in town because it's the witty banter it's the crack now we go up there somewhere and we'd slag everyone me and him and he'd be like if you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Fuck off you. There's some girl. We're in the group one. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to say now. Say what happened. Uh, Fine. <laughs> I, was yeah. trying, I was trying to get the way so, you kept talking. We're in, we're in, we're in, we're in a circle she one. She knows like, who she is. And she, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> 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 we were at the down warm-up or whatever. Yeah. And then we were down stretches. And then next one. And we know who it was. And we called her out. But she didn't show you away at me. She laughed. Mm. And... It was a bit of crack. And that's that's setting home now. Every time she said, don't start sharing yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then she just I'd smiled. kill you. I'd but kill you. This is what I'm saying. This and is the, 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 the group of people we have and the community we have at the moment. We're at a stage now where we can wind each other up in a sense, you know. Comfortable. And it, yeah. Exactly. And it's not that the, we don't really class them as members or clients or anything like that. They're friends. We're all friends. Everybody up in that, that club it's a friend of mine it's a friend of the wines and that's the way I like to look at it you know what's great as well Carlo when you look at it Darren Ryan is brilliant he does collections and for someone's birthday or there's just something like for example right when the girls going through a hard time we all chipped in he organised it sent her flowers that time I was going through a bad time in my life arrived down to my house after a certain day loads of food for me and my mum my dad my brother and the whole lot if it's someone's birthdays, we organise balloons, cakes, and whatever they like, and then we get everyone to sing happy birthday. And that's another positive and another reason that kind of separates us, I think, from, from different different clubs, different organisations. With with the running club, not many people in their club was ever involved in an actual physical club. They don't know, they didn't know what it was like to be involved in a big, massive environment. We're playing football all our lives, and we always says certain things. It's a lot of bollocks. And we, we always say, like, with, we get gear, right? This is how bitchy we can be. We get the, we get, we get the gear and say, it's fucking poxy gear. So now... We can pick what gear we want to wear. We're yeah. in control of how it works. And there's probably people in the club saying, this fucking gear is wrong, you know? <laughs> but it's, 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 a, it's our own little stamp on something. And I don't think there's a better feeling. It, for me, personally, sharing it with him, it's our own little stamp on our club, what we've built, what our plans are, what our goals are, what our visions are, and as Carl says, the friends that we've met along the way. Look, we have. We've played football all our lives. Great memories, great friends. But the amount of friends we've created from this club and from running alone is amazing. And we hope that people can emulate what we're saying in, in a sense that they've got so many more friends and it's not that you need to you'll always have your core group of friends but just even walking down the road and you see what's her name or what's his name and like how are you in how are you getting on and just small chatting just be like the Pope going through Cable Street some days <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's true as God you're going down to have a going down to get coffee say Peter Tash or Will Marie and they just say oh, for fuck's sake how many more people can you talk to it take a half an hour to through town like you know what I mean? Because you had to bump into this person and that person and it's all from the running club and people saying, fair play, this will be up and this and that. And it is, it's great. As, as much as 
they'd probably give out and say, oh, we can't fucking go anywhere, which is everybody taunting you or whatever, but it's great. Mm. Do you know, um, Joel Harrington said something and it was a quote taken and put somewhere and he said he's sick and tired of the inner city being described as deprived. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not deprived because of your community. Yeah, yeah you've... The, the core values like as in like community support the whole lot and it's true 100% that's true I believe and like people say he's a wanker I believe if you dwell on your past and you dwell on what's going on in your previous life you'll always stay there you'll never move forward we put a post up on the page today and it was it was something similar it's not about where you're from it's about where you're going if you haven't got that vision you will always be left in your sadness and you'll be always, when can you ever move on? When, I'll be honest with you, my dad is a, is a comfort. I used to some days be down and fuck off, get up, get moving, get active, stop fucking living in the past and start looking into the future. And he's probably looking and saying, that little cheeky cunt of mine. But it's the truth. And I don't like when people put a negative with the inner city or oh, was it the of theory it isn't it's bollocks of the of theory if you want something you go and get it regardless of I live in a two bedroom flat me ma wherever I want in my life I'll get it he's the exact same it doesn't have to be mansions Ferraris for me a happy life and a simple life is your own house kids a wife get married and that's it people people buy in whatever you, you want. Over, some people overcomplicate. you mm. know what I mean they're chasing these things you need a Ferrari or you need a Montclair jacket. Or if so someone's gone for don't. if someone's gone for certain things, yeah, but I'm from a deprived area. You're not from a deprived area. You're living in a deprived mind. Mm. That's and that's the hard, that's the harsh reality. You're living in a deprived mind. I believe whatever you want to be in life, you can be. All you need is a plan. Like the club. The club, as I said, didn't happen overnight. We had a plan. Look where we are now. We had a five-year plan in the club, right? The five-year plan of the club was to introduce the running, build our members up, build a team around ourselves, introduce uh, duathlon, introduce triathlon. In four, three weeks' time or two weeks' time, the 4th of September, we're taking six lads down to do their first triathlon. In 13 months of the club, we've completed that five-year plan. So that gives me confidence. It gives him confidence on what the next step is. What you can do. Because... You can you can limit yourself sometimes, and it's only down to yourself that you limit yourself. You break them boundaries. Don't limit yourself because you, you can do much more than that. You, you'll always say like, you go back to what David Goggins saying. Most of the time, you'll probably walk at forty percent of your capacity, thinking that you're at your limit. You're not. You can walk beyond that, and it's only when you break that barrier you're saying, Jesus, let's go. You can do so much more. It's that little comfort zone. You sit yourself in. Get over. Look, I was saying the car when when the club came about and when, when we were thinking of the club. Please don't think I'm being an arrogant person. I have to tell you, I, I really like you. No, I do. I like I, I really like his boat. I really like his boat, but I think you you're, you're very clever. You're a very clever young young man, I have to say to you. And that comes back to me personality of, of reaching out and getting on with so many different people you learn along the way I'm not going off I was going to say I know, you're, you're sorry, flashing to, me I know, you're, you're I know, I'm to you completely no, you're okay, but right? I had to say it because uh, I have to say it's sorry, a few and far between it's back Go on. it's back Go on. so when the club was when the club came about I knew this was going to happen right and I'm not talking about Conor McGregor style here I visualised this and I knew all this stuff was going to happen I knew the papers were going to want to get involved I knew the radio was going to get involved and there's bigger things down the line that people aren't going to get involved and they may say this and say 
he is being arrogant. I'm not being arrogant. The club is not about me. It's not about him. It's about our members. It's about the members of what they achieve on a day-to-day basis. For somebody, wherever they're going on, struggles in life. Everyone struggles. It gives them a getaway. We're with the club four days a week, right? Four days of the week, if it's three, four hours that they're out, they feel energetic. They feel like they can do anything. And if we can pass down little symbols of what we believe in to them people, if it's in their job, if it's in their family life, if it's someone that, let's just say, wanted to go to a certain place in the world, maybe believe, oh, Jesus, if I knuckle down and worked hard in my savings, or if I done this, or if I done that, it might get me there. And that's 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 my mindset. And it probably took me a long time to believe in myself. And over the last and the over the last year, the club has really opened up my eyes to what anybody can achieve in the world. Not because what we've achieved as me and Carl, but to see people that couldn't run 2K, running 21K in the space of six to eight weeks. We're like, whoa. And that's not bullshit. Can I ask you a question? And it's not an arrogant question and I don't, it's not an arrogant answer, but are you saving lives? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's times where you'd go home after a run and we'd go on to the, the running page, people are sharing their stories or whatever, and we're reassuring them. Then you'd get a text saying, that's thanks so much. These are doing amazing things. These are helping me in this way and that way. Without this club, I don't know where I'd be today. And that's what drives us. Because we're saying, it's great. It's great coming on here. Because you'll probably have an audience that we can reach that doesn't know about us. Just like when we went into the paper there the other day, probably people reading that paper probably people on the radio that we were on that wouldn't have social media and we're getting to target our audience then the more we get noticed the more people we can help you know what I mean like it is social media is a massive thing but there is a lot of people still probably the older generation out there without social media and you're saying right how can you reach them and then it's through through the paper through radio through podcasts and the more people we reach, the more people we can help. Carl is 100% right. This is going back to the drug of it and the addiction of it and where you, where you want to do more and you want to run more events and you want to get more people in because then you only realise everyone's battling something in their life, right? The more people we get to the club, the better it is for everyone. Truthfully, the more numbers the club generates for the inner city of Dublin, the, be, the, the more benefits we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get. The more people that comes could be having problems, and the problems may show you away for a while. Going back to when we used to play football, someone would say, "What's wrong with you?" At the your man's for the boxing the head off you in the gaff, still sixteen, your man's still bleeding, batching you. But for that hour in football, you forget. For that time, you're out running, talking, and listening to your music, you forget. It's a break. It's a getaway, and. With COVID at the time, nobody was getting a break. Nobody was getting a getaway. And then we finally realised, Jesus, Carl, this is not just actually just about getting people out for a run. We're actually really helping people yeah, here. We, we would have thought, right, just let's, let's get them fit. Let's get them to 5K, 10K, whatever the goal is. But it is, it's, it's helping them be beyond what we thought we would have been doing, getting them fit. Um, I was going to say something, I can't remember. But even, uh, even to that, right, I'm a firm believer Anyone that says they know it all, they don't. You're constantly lear- learning in life, right? We don't know everything. And we're learning. 
can I say on the job? It is a it is a job. It's a it's a full time job. The club. It it is a full time job. We're learning on the job. We're learning of of ways to deal with people. We're we're learning the ways of how to understand people. What way to confront them in certain in certain things. Um, for example, is if you want to push somebody too far, how far can you push them before? They turn around and give you a smack. Because to some people, you can push them and they do need that push to go. And like you say, we let's do 10K in so many weeks. And they'll be like, oh no, fuck off. I wouldn't be able to do that. Saying, come on, push. But you're pushing them in the right way. Some people you'll be able to push and you'll be able to be, say, aggressive in, in, you know, pushing them towards that 10K. Saying, come on, you can run three times a week. Come run four times a week. Some people might need you to step off a little and be more supportive and saying, we'll go at your pace and just need that that arm around them and do it that way so as Dwayne said it's different people you, you deal with them differently so and that's that's what we're that's where what does that learning come from at home the flats does at home from how you were brought up your mother your father how you, you brought up and, and it's going back to that walking class my mother was out walking since 14 years of age, 14 years of age. Was that, that, that was the norm back then. And you're saying, she can do that. We can do that. You know what I mean? We show you away from hard work. But not even the hard work. The learning. The learning of, you know, you're, you're, like, you're like empaths, like in the sense that you're like, you can really feel someone's emotion. Yeah. And take it and go. Honestly. And the flats, you walk out your flats and you look across and you have 40 gaps in front of you. 40 of those different houses have different peoples, such as from young, old, people could be gay, could be black, could be any different race. You can't treat everyone the same. You have to treat them differently. And as I said to you, from growing up, if you had friends and there was stuff going on in the house or whatever, anything, you can't treat everyone the same. And that's what I'm coming back to. The learning curve was, it was learning how to deal, deal with different people on a different day-to-day basis. Like if you go to a job, and there's 20 lads in the office. 20 of those different guys have 20 different stories. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a background. So you have to understand and put the feelers out there. How can I deal with this, this person? Can't be loud with this one. I can't be shy with this one. I can't say stuff about certain things. So it's all about dealing. The more people I believe you deal with on a day-to-day basis, the more you learn about someone and the personality and what way you can approach them at any given time. And that's, that's a life skill. It is. It's dealing with people and, and knowing how you can deal with someone going in talking to this person in that way and talking to that person in a, in a different way and knowing which way you can really, I can do this with this person I can do that with that person and you, it, it makes yourself grow in, in a way that you become more I don't know what way would you say universal like you, you make yourself open to any type of situation you don't go in with the mindset right this is me and this is why I'm going to talk to this person and that person because that won't, that won't work with everybody. We were it's not that you have to have a different face for a different person, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you, you, you give people respect and if you respect them, they'll respect you. And that's that's the way we deal with people. Like, you don't need, I don't know, I don't know what way to order, but that's, that's yeah, it. Do you know, that's people it. don't, a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. As I've just said, she's, she's a few and far between. <clears throat> really a- we were at one last week and we had a the team time around and as each week we go, boy, the distance is being up. And the girls are oh, bollocks, you are getting really tired. Now, I get on well with, with this different, this core of group. 
So I started pretending to be a dog running back and jumping. But before we knew it, we were two and three K past where we were. And you're like, you fucking little wanker. I know you're fucking messing with fair play. You had to get us there. Now, if we had new people in the group, we couldn't go around messing, pretend to be dogs, you know, barking. They'd be like, well, I'm never coming back to this club again with that Jack Russell. And that's the thing of understanding of when to be yourself around certain people. It's a life lesson, as Carl says. You have to know when to be you or when to be kind of a bit more a bit more relaxed and well, I can't start going around like a dog. And it was funny because they said, even now, the, the, the thing on the runs are, what animal am I this week? And we, we were running then last Friday night and the girls are messing pretending to be lions. Now people are probably listening to this saying, what the fuck are them lads doing? But I guarantee you, those group of people training for that marathon, they'll never forget them little funny moments. But even though they're running, they don't even know that they're going past 2K, 3K, 4K. They're like, oh, and that's that's the buzz. And it is. It's it's when you're down them longer distance and, and you're finding the tough and you're saying, Jesus, another AK to go. How am I going to do it? And then you start messing, you start talking about something, you keep your mind occupied because everybody kind of goes in on themselves when it does get hard and they're, they're battling with themselves and the way I'm barking, you're saying, you start engaging in it and you start laughing and then next of all, you find yourself doing and you're saying, what the fuck's going on here? But it does it, it works like you're just trying to keep people's mind going instead of thinking about AK just start talking shy it doesn't matter what you're talking about just keep yourself going keep yourself rambling and we, before you know you'll finish your run and it's funny that you say that we done last Christmas we done um, done 10,000 steps a day with Annie, was Annie Flynn so we wanted to, as to give a, back we, wanted to, we, we don't ever want anything for free never want anything for free in the club so we wanted to give back. So he helped us set the club. To set, he helped us set the club up. So we wanted to give back. My uncle was um, homeless, and it wasn't even about him. But it was just saying it was coming to the time of Christmas, and I never forget. He used to always come home on Christmas Day because he couldn't get a drink anyway. Mm. And we were saying, what could we do to give back? So Annie Flynn came aboard with the club and everything was going great. So we're doing 10,000 steps a day to 15. keep the cold. Oh, 15,000 yeah. 15, steps a day to keep the cold away. Jesus, relax yourself. Will you kick me under the table? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we done that challenge and that brought us from October into November. So that was 15,000 steps a day to keep the cold away. So the whole idea of it was, was actually to raise carbage, right? to raise 15 euro for a sleeping bag. And we were going to top it off then by doing a 50k charity run. So... We were out, I mean, I doing the run and this is going back to talking about people trying to help you, such as if I was barking to the girls. It was the longest distance I ever done. So we ran from my flat, which is Bolton Street, out up over the summit, back around, around Ring's End and back towards Amy Street. And the last AK, I struggled. I struggled bad. I was cramping. I felt tired. I was fatigued. You're going to talk about the end of the run. No, oh, we'll talk about that in a second. I'll, I'll talk about that. But Jordan, one of the lads, is like me. You're looking forward, and me and Carl have this phrase. It's, it's are you looking forward to the Christmas? You know, could be January. Are you looking forward to the Christmas? And one of the lads says that to me, and I just broke me bollocks laughing because it was coming up to Christmas, and he didn't even realise what he was doing. And for the next couple of k after that, I was laughing, cramping, laughing, cramping. We're well, going, Carl, tell them about the last one. He was out on his legs at this stage. I wasn't able to do the, the full 50k because I was injured at the time so I done on the bike because I done 40k on the bike and then I ran for the last 10k and he wasn't even was supposed at, to run I was at that stage then that I could kind of sort of get back running so we were running and the way was struggling we Anthony had organised a, a police escort into Eamon Street 
and we didn't know what to expect when we when we got there and the police were driving us up or whatever and we were we were getting there and then next of all we turned on the Eamon Street and the crowds everybody from the club this was all organised between themselves to welcome us back to down this or whatever and next of all we were, were all running in a little pack and next of all the wine just fucking takes off and me and Jay looked at ourselves and said the fuck is that, that happening there? It was like a resurrection. <laughs> he just took off their hands in the air and all, and it was just that buzz of the people. It was energy. Man. I would have done another 50, and that's being very honest with you. I feed all people's energy. That's who I am. I think I've ADHD. My man never got me tested. She's probably raging because she probably would have fucking had a big bunch and with the money she would have got me. But the truth is, God, I feed off people's energy and I'm very energetic and I love the buzz. But seeing all those people there, I mean, ma, we finished the last couple of K with him, struggling for the couple of K beforehand with the lads. I literally got a beat up my arse and I just took off and I felt great. But when I, this I, car couldn't keep up with him. But when I stopped, I was like, Oh, and bollocks, you know. Yeah. But that given time, everyone there, the club, and we got be raised for 14,000 euros. 14,388, something like that. No. And that all comes that all comes back down to the club members because... The sponsor we, cards. Yeah, yeah. We, we set up a, an online um, link to donate through that. And then we gave out sponsor cards. And every member that we had in the club within that time took a sponsor card. And they all come back with money on it. And it could have went from 20 euro up to some people, 600 euro more. And without that, like they, they went out of way to, to get sponsors. Like, you know, when you're in school and you get the sponsored walk and you're going around mm. knocking on doors, they done that. They brought that into work. They shared online and we wouldn't have got that money just to tell us. It was a, it was a team collective. And, a lot of the time me and Dwayne are praised for what we do. And it's always our face out front in the paper on the radio on podcast we'd love to have some some of our members come with us but just just too many mm-hmm. need to get a bigger house yeah and have them come with us but um, I think sometimes they think we'd, we'd, we do be up at the, at the club we'd be talking to them and we just keep saying thank you and I think they think we're going off our rocker but we actually can thank them enough for what they have put in without them the ship don't sail, the club don't go. But because of the time, the effort, the energy, the determination, the the will not to give up is the reason why we're sitting here having this conversation. Because let me tell you, if we had two members in the club, do you think we'd be sitting here having this conversation? No, you, you wouldn't be recognised. Mm. You wouldn't. And it, it, it just wouldn't happen. And and we that's, that's where we go back to saying is the more the club grows, the more people that recognise us, the more people we can reach, the more people we can help. It doesn't mean mental health could be down to fitness, could be down to reaching a challenge of 5k, 10k, full marathon. Whatever it is, if you want to just run out, run with us, meet new people. If you want to challenge yourself for 5, 10k, if you want to challenge yourself for more of your day for your mental health, it doesn't matter. We're we're happy to have anybody from any walk of life. The club comes down, Inner City Running Club, that's the name of it, that's where we're from, we're based there. Oh, the doors are not closed to anybody. And that's that's where people are from all over the place. There's people that travel from out this way into town to run with us. There's Temple Oak, yeah. Rohini, Crumlin. And, and we're like, there's running clubs out that way. And they don't it's, miss it. It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not about the, the running clubs over there. It's, it's the, the members. Crack. It's the crack. It is. It's they the crack just the connect with the members that we have. And with that, like you could have 
we could get rid of them members and take on 80 new members and it wouldn't be the same. Mm. It would not be the same and we probably wouldn't get people coming to us. You know what I mean? It's just that group that we have there. It's just, it's special. We always say, don't we, Carlo? To whoever comes to the club, come, try it. It's not for everyone. If we get 10 people, we might keep five. Over the next couple of months, you might keep two of them. But keeps adding to the to the to the people and stuff like that. When you're showing and stuff, we always know we've realized over the last year, whatever new members we get, let's just say we get 40, 50 for a new five and ten K program. We might only get 20 for race day because people will drop off because it's not for everyone. And we don't expect everyone to come to the club and be, oh, this is great, I love it. And that was another that was another learning curve, and that was another thing to kind of adapt to. And it that. goes back to the, the five and ten K programs where we're saying you get 30 people down and then 15 drop off or whatever. And then next of all, then 15 people will come back for the next one and they'll see the, the previous 15 people. And then next of all, they're, ch- they're going for 10K and they're saying, Jesus, you was a flying, I'd love to be there. Just if you want to do something, just sacrifice a bit of time. Stick on 40, 45 minutes, most you'll be with us three times a week. At the moment, we do two sessions a week, Monday, Wednesday, and then Saturday we'll pop into the group do use our own thing and that comes down to what we're trying to do is it's not that we're trying to give ourselves a day off on the Saturday morning or whatever what we're trying to do is we're trying to give people we don't yeah it's great to run with a group but don't get too used to running with a group what happens if you don't have the group do you stop running we want people confident going out running on their own putting on their runners out the door fuck what Mary or John thinks saying, oh, look at her running up the road. doesn't matter. Just go look after yourself. And that's what we do when we're in the club. People will run some, some lot of different in-between runners, some fast runners, and then you'll get the slowest runner on the group trying to keep up. And you're saying, don't mind them. Don't have to come back first. Don't have to keep up with them. You're at a different fitness level. They're running the last two, three years, maybe. You don't know what they're... What they're background is and training around focus on yourself at the same time have a bit of crack with who you're there with but focus on yourself so I have to get you back to Tash for our birthday the anniversary was a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah, yeah. your big event for it yeah um, and going forward what's the plan for the club Go, going forward for the plan of the club is it's full time employment be, be very honest with you and there's, there's no point of hiding behind this and now and now we've devoted so much time and so much effort I don't want to work in an office for the rest of my life I want to be involved with my own company or my own my own thing with Carl that's that's the forward for us the plan in regards to bringing more people on board yes we want to start getting involved with schools we want to start getting involved with kids we want to start getting involved with youth services but at the moment we're not getting an awful lot of, of backing of people in the community such as we won't get too much into it but for the last year we've run this club on our own as it says Andy Flynn is the only person to help us we need help we need backing we need funding we need a serious amount of money pumped into our club the reason being is because on average we're taking about 700 people a week training if you look at all the money that's being pumped into different projects and different things around the NRC it's a fucking waste of money if people are listening to this and want to get involved and want to give back to the inner city Pump your money into the club and find out exactly. Like, if you look at what we have at the moment, we've done that off. We we give uh, our money membership is 10 euro. 
we have rendered the club of 82 cent per run. That's how much it works out as 82 cent per run. And you look at the back, the, t- the backing of the team around you of what's behind us now at the moment, such as a start line, finish line, a pole. That's where all that comes from. That all came from that. It's all so, from the members. It's all generated. We're in each other. But if we, if we had more backing, we could do more. We could make it bigger. We could reach more people. We could hit the skills, hit, hit companies or whatever, you know. And again, this is a question and it is a question I'll ask it. Um, obviously, there was the devastation with Anthony um, passing. But also, you must have thought, God, the fucking club now, why aren't they gone? Well, that's something that'll have to be thought about. At the moment, it's it's it, it's not even in the minds. Yes, if it is going to have to be rectified. He is on the board. He's a secretary on the board. And that's going to be a learning curve for me and Carl. How do we deal with that? How do we go about that now? Because the things we, we, we say, right, we have to do this 100%. We don't know how to do it. He doesn't know how to do it. That's Ring the, Anto. It's the bonus, though. You know what I mean? So, as much as there is devastation, it, it, I don't. I, when I say we, we'll have to, we'll have to grow, we'll have to step up. Like when I say the bonus, I don't mean fucking bonus of them dying. Jesus, don't think. No, take I, that. That. I mean the bonus of it is we have to learn ourselves. We have to find our own feet eventually, and that's going to be a positive for me and Carl because then in a couple of years, I'd like to think in a couple of years' time, someone would come to me and Carl and say, "I'm thinking of setting this up. I'm thinking of doing this." And I'd like to give back to those people and say, well, this is how we done it. This is the this is the plan that we had to go through. This is the platform. This is the steps one, two, and three that you must follow in order to do it correctly. And I'd love to be able to sit down with someone with Carl and say, this is how you do it because... We're at the helping them the way he helped us. And then by keeping the club going, it's keeping him a part of the club. He'd be, be a part of the club. He's always going to be there from the start saying, Anto helped us get this club from where it was to where it is now and um, I mean this we're we're going one year right we're coming coming in nearly into the 13th it's month. mad it's actually mad to he think it's the one year only person hand on my heart it's the only person that put his foot out for us and says right I want to help this as in the governing body or whatever mm-hmm. like that with the shops we've already said it shops garages bike shops the whole lot they've helped us they were in the community. Yeah, but you should think that more local councillors yeah, should be helping outside us. Outside of that. Yeah. <laughs> and what does the funding, like what will the funding do for you? Is what, like, I know you with the vision, it is going into the schools, it is building a brand, so, you know, but what will the funding do for you? So the way I see it is, we want a running track. We want a running track in the inner city of Dublin. I've seen so many developers throw these big fucking buildings up in town and take away our community. And it's not getting political and starting stuff. It's the truth. Town is not town anymore. It's literally not. We have this old conversation saying once the mobile phone comes in, Dublin is gone. And no, it's the, it, it, that came from an old football manager, but it's the truth. You see all these buildings getting thrown up. We don't have a clubhouse. You know where a clubhouse is? My shed. Everything is fitting into my shed on top of bikes and the whole lot. Someone's probably listening to this and I'm going to smash his shed up. <laughs> but, it's, not, no, no. but it's the truth. We don't have a clubhouse. We don't have somewhere we call home. Every event that we run, we keep a medal and a t-shirt or have a medal and a half zip and rage numbers off that event. Hoping that one day we'll have somewhere to put that, to hang her up on a wall and say, this is the clubhouse. Look at what we've done from the start and having them little bits of memorabilia saying, Jesus, remember them when we had fucking, we were walking out your shed or this and that like and that that that's what makes this story special as well and it goes back to what the wine is saying is in all these apartment blocks and student accommodation and all that town is town is different now from what it was before so look at what they're doing to to mostly mm. trying to 
scrap all the the Romanians and all have it ran down to bits and I'm no way racist towards it or whatever but it is it's shocking to see town is town was bad that night it's, it's horrible but like, even but, go on sorry I wouldn't walk through there with Tasha at times saying you don't know what's in it like you know what I mean and it's not it's hanging around in groups and drinking or whatever and why are they not moved on mm. you know what I mean if it was me and him and a couple of others you'd be moved on straight away but even getting back to the to the funding point of things and if, if money was pumped into the club we ain't out just fucking ordinary Joe Soaps fully qualified gym instructors plyometric speed and agility lifeguards forced aid well not just two average lads that don't know fuck all but qualified in certain things let's just say if we had a little clubhouse if we had a little small gym and we start doing small private sessions like the plan the plan going forward for next year is mother um 5k 5 and 10k programs from, from runners dropping the kids to school so if they're not walking if they've nothing to do during the mornings because we're not hitting the only times that we get because we're walking at the moment is the evenings so we see honestly this time next year I believe it'll have five, 500 active members in that club the reason being is that's it, that's adding schools youth services and hitting morning groups with, with people that we, we haven't been working with at the moment so let's just say if there's 15 mothers want to do a 5 and 10k program we walk it down for eight to 10 weeks. Mm. If it's somebody coming out of recovery, um, if it's drug, ag- alcohol addiction, and they're coming out of recovery and they don't want to start going back down bad roads, we'll give a platform to those guys. We we won't, we can't do that. We need help. And we have, trust me, we have all the plans, initiative. Mm. I have, I, Carl calls it the hamster wheel. It doesn't fucking stop. It literally goes. The minute I go to bed, the minute I wake up, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. What's next? What's next? And I love it. And that's that's my thrill. And as it says, that's what got me through my hard time this year in my life. And I believe eventually someone is going to come knocking on the door. At the moment, the club is buzzing. People's going to start seeing it now. They're going to start saying, no, we, we want to be involved. We're starting to get that recognition mm. well, over the last week, two weeks or whatever like that. But And going back to youth services or whatever and giving them a platform to walk from. Not everybody's into one. People say, fuck that, how would you run 5k and 10k? I wouldn't be into it. But, I might give them something. I might start them. I might do it for a week, two weeks, three weeks and say, right, not into this, but I'm into something else. Right? I, I, I like that feeling of being active and exercising. We know what that feeling is after doing a little run. Right, do you want to step away from running and go into the gym and it's, it, it is them little things it's platforms and then maybe they might go in the gym and it'll just help them in a way it's, you look now right in town it's in town at the moment now it's if we're not the best dressed I'm not important yes we had the best of clothes now we grow we fucking love a tracksuit walk wear slacks or wear shorts I love wearing my tracksuits we, what we want to bring in now is stop thinking what everyone else is doing. Be different. Break the mold. Be different. It's okay to be different. Break the mold. Like going out, getting into the boys, getting into the triathlon, wearing helmets. People laugh at you. Now, we used to slag people years ago, say, hey, helmet head, real men, avoid women, all that kind of shit. It's the truth, though. But you're laughing. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it is the truth. I know. It's bad, though. But see, we yeah. want to break the mold as if in. it's okay to be like that. I don't give a shit if someone says to me, look at him going out in his troy suit on his helmet. At the end of the day, if he takes a fall, boy, we're out on the bike. Smashes his head off the ground. The helmet is there to protect him. Like, I love the fact that to be different is good. To be, to be something different. Don't have to stand up, grow up and be on street corners. If we start getting into youth services and new projects and, and, summer, and summer camps and all that kind of stuff, 
if he say 100 people, if he can get 10 people out at the stay with us and get involved in the club and start getting involved with triathlons and duathlons, trust me, it's not as hard as what people think. It's just a small bit of dedication. And it's even next year integrating the club into, in towards triathlon and stuff. We want to start taking some of the ladies on board because they have the drive, they have the passion, they have the determination. They can't swim at the moment. But you mark my word, if we, were sit, if we were to sit here this time next year, I'd guarantee you four or five people of the girls over a group done their first triathlon. No matter what the distance is, and we constantly go back to it, stop focusing on what the distance is. Enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Enjoy everything you're doing. And sometimes we have to literally take a step back and say, Carl, it's moving a little bit too quick. Try and enjoy it. Because there is a, a lot of the time you're doing four days a week, five days a week, and then you're like, you just get caught up in it and it's just constant. You do one session and then next of all, the next day is around, you're doing another session. This event is gone. Let's go on the next event. It was only the last event, the one year anniversary. We were sitting there. Oh, we were out there giving out the medals and the, the photographer was there and he was taking pictures of a big group photo. And he was saying, get in lads and all the group was buzzing. I mean, Dwayne said, no. We just stood there and we looked and we said, fucking hell, this is amazing. The, just to see them smiles and the, the people's faces and they were buzzing after doing that 21K, 10K, 5K full marathon. They they probably wouldn't have believed that they do that themselves. We gave them the, the belief and people should start believing in themselves because if we had to tell them 36 people there last year, some of you will run a marathon next year, tell us fuck off and you're mad. I'm mad oh, fixating now on this this funding this funding kind of stuff my motto was forced up forced, uh, forced up best dress that's what I'm always about that what and even in the one from the club people say see fucking him when you get to the club it's a bit cracked but be serious over the last year you'll have a look back on our Instagram page and any of the listeners are, are, are listening go back on the Instagram page especially if you're having a bad day see all the positivity on it but you'll have a look at all the gear that people have you'll have a look at all the gear those guys have that didn't come from massive, massive organizations. I'm not going to start dropping names, but that doesn't come from massive organizations. It comes from me and him ringing people like fucking idiots saying, give us this funding. Give us that funding. Give us this. I'll go on, please. Give you 500. I'll give us a grant. I'll give you 750. I'll give me eight. Give what was it? Just the first, well, we got the, the, the first top was our blue top, short slave top. That was our first top. Yeah. And then... The lads from MNR Autos, they helped us then get the next tops, next set of tops. They paid about us. two and a half thousand euro for, for yeah, 120 for, t-shirts for us. For long sleeve tops, because then it was coming into the winter and, you know, change. And um, we had their sponsor on it or whatever, but it's the likes of the people like that. You, you can't, you can't do this without people like that. You know what I mean? Reaching out, helping the community. And that's, that's why we keep going because there's people within the community willing to help. Oh, there's a line where they can only bring us so far that you need more than that. You need bigger organisations. You know what I mean? It's okay to, to sponsor people, but you can only sponsor so much. At the end of the day, they're in businesses. They have to look after themselves and that's okay. But then it's up to the, the bigger organisations to, to go and to pump the money in. And, you know, there's something good here. Helping people, keeping people fit. Could be keeping kids off the corner. Could be... You know what I mean? Yeah. Just keeping them out of bad situations. Remember I said to you about building the team, the team of people around us and the sponsors and stuff. So if you look at our Troiger, everything, that was a vision of seeing the Troiger. And that was a vision of seeing people in front of me, in front of him, on the bikes, 
and we have all of our sponsors on our Troy ground. And it looks so professional. It looks like the club has gone 20 years. And that's the truth because I'm all about professionalism in regards to how it looks from the outside. Because the, the more it looks better from the outside, the more it's going to attract. And unfortunately, you have to kind of have that that head on your way. You have to say, well, yeah, the club is a good bit of crack in the club. But how can we attract more people? I'm all about attracting more people. Personally, the more people we have, the bigger the club is going to get, the bigger it's going to grow. And if we got the, the right, correct, the funding, and I'm going to go back to it once again, I know we have to finish up, but if there's anybody out there that's listening, if it's if it's businessmen or it's anyone that's looking to invest in something and want to give back to something, I believe with the with the, with the right no, the right amount, X amount of funding we get, I guarantee you the person that invests in the club will say, that's the best money I ever spent because if they seen what really goes on in the club, they'd be like, that's something money can't buy. And on that note, lads, we leave it there. Thanks very much. Thanks a million for having us on.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.